magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number, uh, looking it up now, That's 556, right? I feel like yeah. it's 556. Uh, we weren't around last week, apologize about that. I don't even remember at this point what happened. Uh, I am on a very tiny amount of sleep because the last two nights, oh wait, no, this is 555. This is the special one because five is my favorite number and you made fun of me about it. Oh, wow. Well, oh, okay. well. Oh. All right. So 555. Lucky triple number. Um, But yeah, the last two nights have been no fun. With the kids waking up, screaming, crying, not going back to sleep. So, yeah. You just got to let them cry it out. You got to get them like some outside little uh clubhouse and that's just where they that they stay all night you know we've we've certainly tried letting them cry it out and um it's usually like uh you know if they they won't cry more than an hour but yes they will they'll cry for many hours in a row and at some point they (laughs) sound like they're dying and you gotta do something (laughs) we've tried i don't know everything i think that's that's where they get you you gotta break through that threshold I do believe if they were outside of the house and I couldn't hear them, the problem would be solved, at least on my end. Get a um, uh, get a tent. Yeah, I mean, I have a shed out back, so. There you go. I'm giving you all roof. these solutions. You're yeah. just not, not taking them, so. That's on you, really, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> just like a dog, just put it outside if it's not being good. <laughs> Sleep so outside finally, tonight. They finally made it illegal to... Uh, uh, chain your dog to a tree here oh really so, so that's it, progress there's a weird there's a weird rule about that here because i've seen it talked about on next door before but it's like you can chain them to a tree as long as they have like water within reach and oh they it's not more than four hours or something like that <laughs> oh i don't i don't know if there's additional rules to ours it's just you can't yeah. chain your dog to a tree and i was like well okay i mean you probably that seems good Unless you're running into the market or something, you know, you probably shouldn't chain your dog to anything for yeah, extended the, um, periods of time. The other thing that has been hotly debated on Nextdoor is whether or not it's okay mm-hmm. to leave your dog in the car with the mm-hmm. car running in the AC on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is... I We just recently had a big thing on that. I mean, <laughs> it makes me wonder if like Nextdoor is like, you know what? We uh, don't really want to actively moderate anything so our content algorithm is just going to recycle the same half dozen kind of sort of safe talking points that mm-hmm. aren't really going to get too crazy but are going to let everyone get just crazy enough that they keep coming back all day long <laughs> and and dogs in cars with the ac on is yeah high up on that list so yeah i have left my dog in the car I think only once or twice. And uh, one of it was we were on a road trip and we stopped to eat and 
that was that it was very fair weather out and there was no real danger we left everything cracked but i still went out and checked on him every 15 minutes or something like that and yeah you know, he was fine but i definitely see people doing some weird dog leaving stuff i people here will just leave their dog in the bed of the pickup truck I mean, if your dog's that well behaved yeah i mean choose, there's mine is not people have got some pretty cool dogs here as far as like that kind of stuff is concerned i mean like i would be nervous yeah. as shit but i mean i guess if you got some mutt hound dog farm dog that is trained yeah. really well it just chills yeah. in the back of the truck at lows and hangs yeah. out then rides in the pickup truck home keeps predators away yeah basically i guess so uh mark this down as one more week that i am miu mini plus less man the saga continues so yeah they've changed their uh date their ship date on that a few different times right now you have a black one i got a black yeah. one that it sucks that it's separated by color too but if you were white and gray you would have shipped out i think by now the black ones are by april 30th now it was originally end of march and then the purple ones are like may 15th or sometime in may um, which sucks because I'm sure a ton of people were like, finally, an atomic purple. I almost like did. I almost old, got the purple yeah. one, but then I was yeah. like, yeah, I wanted to match. Yeah. And so um, that sucks for them. And it also sucks because I don't think anybody was really prepared. I mean, when we, I don't remember, did you buy your first Miu Mini off Keep Retro or did you buy it off Amazon? I think I got it off Amazon because at the time, I'm the price sure difference was mine. like, irrelevant you know it was like five dollars yeah, yeah ten, five or yeah. ten bucks more i was just like right okay i can just buy this on amazon it'll be here in two days as opposed to right. who knows when on this other one right yeah i i'm fairly certain that's what i did too um and then um you know i i don't remember when it was that it was um like impossible to get these things or whatever but i know that they were like selling like hotcakes every time there was new stock and then um you know, I, after I had one, I stopped really paying attention. But um, yeah, see, I, I can get recall... one Monday for 90 bucks. Do it. Do it. Buy something on air. We've made this a habit now. No, I spent an awful lot of money today on, <laughs> on gas. So I uh, but anyway, so I, you know, I don't really recall because if if I remember right, we got into the Miu Mini scene, like it, it was like kind of a, a craze online and we both acknowledged it, but we were both like, oh, we don't need another one of these things. And then, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, we were like, oh, we have to have one of these things and we got <laughs> one. But I, I still feel like it was past the immediate point of it, it, it being popular, you know, so it, there was still some, it was still available, even if you weren't like day one person. Um this one, however, I didn't really know what the situation with Amazon was, was like. I didn't even really think about it. I just was like, well, if I can pre-order this one, I'll pre-order it, whatever. Um, but then, yeah, they showed up on Amazon pretty readily available even right now. For not, I mean, when you're... Okay, so I paid buying, 70. I have, I have a pre-order locked in for 70, yeah. which... I don't know. It just seems dumb to re... Like, I don't need this thing that bad. Like, I'm just kind no, of annoyed don't. that it's taking this long. You know, that's all. Yeah. It is annoying, um, and uh, I'm sure the also, dude that runs that keep retro feels bad too. I well, I was reading that uh, he's like charging people like restocking fees or something like that, or some kind of like order cancellation yeah. fee or whatever. Now, and I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> you know. I tried to cancel and I decided not to because of that. So he's going to charge me six bucks. 
Yeah, just going to turn into a thing, right? Where, well, so the what what I emailed him about it and was like, "Look, I don't really want this thing anymore. It's taking forever." Um, and he was like, "It's already been prepared, and so if I cancel it at this point, it'll I'll have to charge you six bucks. It's going to ship out in seven days." And so that makes me think he's got some sort of allotment through a shipping service somewhere mm-hmm. that like bundles them up on a crate or, you know, whatever. Well, I wonder um, if this is one of those where it's things... not as easy as just like, go pull this guy's order. Yeah. And don't send it. Yeah. I wonder if this is one of those things where like the, the me, you, I mean, man, the, you want to talk about universal praise of little goofy emulator device. Like the me, mm-hmm. mini was like, like the star of the show, you know, it was like anytime uh, the question came up in, that what is it SBC gaming or whatever subreddit yeah. single board yeah. computer gaming yeah. um people are like oh, i don't know that, that this seems cool what should i get oh uh, best point of entry 50 bucks vu mini go nuts mm-hmm. you know right. and i wonder if uh the situation here is just too many orders because of like the fomo of i think the that had a original lot to do with mini it. you know yeah i'm sure that had a lot to do with it Especially the people that that wanted one after the fact and couldn't get one at all, like literally not available unless you're going to pay 150 bucks on eBay or whatever. So yeah, that's which is crazy. Those people, I'm sure, were like, "I'm getting one this time." Um, but yeah, so it's disappointing. We'll see if this thing ever ships, whatever. But I, I, as we talked about the last time we recorded, I bought one off Amazon and it did come in a, a couple of days and um, got it all set up and ready to go. And it's great. It's a little underwhelming because it's not so different than the other one. It doesn't do need to be. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like the other one was good. It well, was just a little too small. And this one's a little bit bigger and everyone seems to love it. So, yeah, I there's something. When you when you grab the small one, there's something like so charming about it that you just like want to hold it. You want to put it in your pocket. It's just adorable mm-hmm. and it's great. And you lose a little bit of that with the the slightly bigger guy. But um, playing it is so much more comfortable. It's still not amazing because it's still kind of an awkward little device. But man. I if I go back and play the smaller one now, I'm like, I feel like I'm playing a keychain. I'm feeling like that keychain Game Boy Advance thing or whatever. The fun key. It feels like I'm playing something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. And then the screen, I'm like, how did I ever get by with this tiny little screen? So I'm not getting rid of my old one. I I still love it. Um, but I don't know how much I'll actually play it. And this one is far more playable. Um yeah, I don't know. It's great. It's uh not essential enough to go back. I played through Advance Wars one on the oh, cool. Mii Mini, and I was like, "Well, that was worth it. That's cool." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. what I realized. So, I played um, when I got the plus. I was like, "Oh, I want to play through Symphony of the Night." Um, and so I fired it up. It plays PS One games great. It's cool. And I was just like, "Dang, this feels really small. Like the text is really small. The little mm. people are really small." I was like, "Did I? How can I do this?" Like. I didn't really feel like I had problems with the MiU Mini. So this one's like an inch larger screen. Like, why does this feel so small? You don't have the RG351 or anything, do you? I do have a 351. How does does the screen size compare? Because I played played through tons of shit on that thing. I mean, I played through, Mm. like, uh, both Game Boy Advance Castlevania games, Symphony of the Night, Super Metroid, the Game Boy Advance Metroid games. that screen was fine. I'm not sure size-wise how it compares, but I never really had an issue with things being small on that either. Hmm. But I noticed what occurred to me about my MiU Mini is that like, not really like trying to or anything, but I played majority handheld games on it. I played a ton of Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games and some Game Boy Advance. And 
uh, you know, Neo Geo Pocket. And I played a lot of things that were designed for a small screen to start. And so I think maybe part of the problem is you go jump to, to PS1, it's designed for a TV. And if you have something that has like a lot of text, not that Castlevania really does, but it does have like a menu and you have to look at like stat numbers and stuff. And it just felt all pretty tiny to me. Um, but I then I restarted Symphony of the Night on my Steam Deck. And now I'm like, this is the way. You can do like integer oh. scaling, have it look all perfect. It's nice sure. size. So um, I might still stick to just like handheld games on this, even though it has all, I, I actually am playing an NES game right now. I'm playing through Bionic Commando again. And uh, the NES game feels fine. So it so, could be game dependent too. Yeah. But it yeah, definitely makes know. me question, how did I get by with a screen even smaller than this one? Really? And I guess I didn't play too many PS1 games on it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think it comes down to like the, the Game Boy Advance games that were very much made for a small screen, right? So like all the UI and everything's real big, whereas like PlayStation 1 was assuming you're playing on TV, right? So I think it's yeah. that much yeah. more punishing when it comes to, um, you know, yeah. the size of things. I mean, you see a lot of that stuff on the Steam Deck actually too. And that's a lot of the reason, um, or that's a frequent reason that a game goes from being verified to just playable is it'll be like the text <laughs> on screen is kind of small. Yeah. Oh, like, I've definitely yeah. played some games where it's like this is impossibly tiny. Like, what right. the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, totally. But um, overall, still definitely recommend it if you have the mini already. I don't know if it's worth the upgrade or not. Oh, the Wi-Fi—it's super great having Wi-Fi because retro treatments are cool. Yeah, but also, um, over-the-air updates—they haven't released any yet for the beta of the um, Onion that runs on this. But when they do. You just click like check for update. Oh, do an oh, update. Oh, cool. You don't have to take your memory card out and stuff like that. So I I feel like the main reason I ended up getting one was for the Wi-Fi. And I'm happy about that. And the size just feels good. But um, and the back buttons are way better. I don't know. There's definitely some I miss the scroll volume. It's button up and down, which I'm yeah. not a fan of. But um, some people I saw people online complaining about the build quality of these things, like with some of the issues that people have been having. It's like, did you buy like a uh, sub hundred dollar yeah <laughs> chinese like emulation machine like what do you yeah you're not gonna get like apple build quality out of that like i'm sorry i don't know who i feel like it out of i've played with quite a few of these little cheapy guys or whatever this is on the higher end of quality i've seen some I'll, quality control problems well, like screens popping out and stuff but the feel of this thing feels good i'll bring my uh if you remind me or i remember i'll bring my uh analog pocket when we hang out in florida oh, and you can... that's probably like upper echelon yeah feel, that's like the quality apple field quality but yeah. that thing was uh 350 bucks i think yeah it took a year yeah. to come right so yeah totally i don't know um there is a pretty cool warning on the back of this that says only can use certified charger. The battery may explode in the fire. So just so you know, yeah, you know, that was the battery the, may explode in the fire. That's kind of the other thing I was thinking about with these things. Uh, I was like, man, you know, I, I couldn't even put a reasonable guess together of how many lithium ion batteries are in my house right now. <laughs> so many, so, you know? so many. And it's yeah. like, if you consider any of those potentially like ticking time bombs, I feel like it is only a matter of time before my house just fucking burns down from, I don't even know, some random thing I forgot I even had, battery swelling. Yeah. There's probably this, there's probably an inflection point of when a certain type of like lithium ion took hold over like nickel cadmium or whatever the last one was. Yeah. Um, and there's like a, there's like a timeline of where, all those are like ready to explode. And at some point in time, 2027 or something, 
across the world things are going to start blowing up and it's just going to be like yeah oh, we didn't realize yeah, yeah. That was the shelf be, life of these battery things like a rash of house fires where people yeah. are like, oh man I can't, there's so many people houses are burning down oh it's because uh this is the maximum life of an ipod battery yeah this, yeah I or something like that sure. you know yeah um is. interesting yeah i don't know well so um I think that I am uh, just going to retire and live on a fixed income of Facebook class action lawsuit settlements. This is oh, one thing that you're that this is one thing you're missing not being on Facebook. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know what's going on lately. Like, I got um, so there was one uh, specific to Illinois that I got like 500 bucks back. Really? And then yeah, I just got another check today in the mail for 30 bucks. What? And then the Cambridge Analytica shit, yeah. uh, that is up today or uh, yesterday, I think. Um, uh -huh. I don't remember what the if if you just uh, here, actually I'll pull it up right now. Give me the exact URL. That's wild. Uh, I mean, I still have a Facebook. I just don't it go is on it. Facebook user privacy settlement dot com. Oh wow. Uh, deadline for submitting this form is August 25th, 2023. So I got time more opportunity for free money. I mean, like, <laughs> but dude, what's crazy is like, I don't know how much I feel like this is a big one, but yeah. I think that like anyone that used Facebook ever is going to qualify. So you might get a check for like $3. I don't know. But, but either way, like I, so far my total from Facebook litigation is like uh, uh, doing nothing more than filling out some form every once in a yeah. while is yeah. over $500. Yeah, and like I, how is it possible that Facebook has made more than five hundred dollars, like off of me specifically as a Facebook user? You probably don't want to know that because yeah, the answer would probably blow your mind. But um, true. I, I, I've gotten emails before about Apple class action lawsuits, and I think a couple other companies like Microsoft or something. Um, and I'm always like, "Oh, cool!" But then you start reading, and it's like, "Oh yeah, this is the total settlement amount." And, blah 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 and like your maximum settlement can be like six dollars or something and i'm like oh yeah actually let eh. me click for uh, i don't know if i really want to deal with this so i've never actually well dude what's cool now is that and, and this is true of this new facebook one is you can um you get a variety of different options so you can get a uh prepaid mastercard they'll send you paypal they'll send you venmo they'll send you zelle or direct deposit in your bank huh. account so like huh. i've now i just when i get something dumb in the mail about some class action thing i just do it because it's like then you set up Zelle and then you'll just get a random notification like six months being like, hey, we just sent you five bucks. Dang. And that's I'm like, cool. Oh, okay, cool. Perfect. Huh. Well, that's good to know. That's that sounds like a very lucrative I know business opportunity. I know. I well, <laughs> it's my retirement plan now. I'm just going to be uh, a member of every class action lawsuit I can find. And as long as I'm able to live on five to ten dollars every three to four months. I think you'll be okay. I'll be in business. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start getting your, your farm going and you can have sales, self-sustaining food supply, you should be okay. Oh, speaking of which, I actually have an extremely good book recommendation this week okay. for people. Um, mm. So here, I'm going to look up the, the author so I don't get it right. Uh, the book is called How to Invent Everything. The author mm. is Ryan North. Mm. Um just extremely extreme like this is like so up my alley it's like not even uh -huh. funny like so basically the it's it's kind of written uh a little silly like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy almost where uh -huh. it's like you the 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 basic premise of the book is it lives in the glove box of a time machine 
And if you go back in time and your time machine breaks and uh-huh. you can't fix it, like here's everything you need to know to rapidly advance society to the point that you can <laughs> fix your time machine, hopefully yeah. before you're dead. Um, uh-huh. And it's, it's really kind of interesting because like, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you think about the scale of um, kind of like human advancement uh, of technology is like technology compounds upon itself. And that's why, um, you know, it seems like people kind of share the sentiment of like, man, it just seems like everything's going so fast now, as far Uh as like, you know, just everything iterating, getting so much cooler, so much faster and everything else. And like, the reason for that is like technology builds on top of other technology, right? So we're hitting like a point Mm -hmm. of critical mass where it's like computers are so fast, manufacturing so good. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, the, just just everything is just getting so good all the time and compounding together to make cooler and cooler things that mm-hmm. um you know have turned into the technology that we now take for granted. I mean, like your fucking iPhone now uh is basically a, a Star Trek tricorder, you know, and like yeah. it's just something that everyone has <laughs> and you just take for granted and yeah. it's no big deal, right? Um so the 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 idea behind this book is that um you humanity took a real long time to do a lot of very basic things. Like, like for Mm -hmm. instance, the idea of like a base 10 number system with zero is something Mm -hmm. that is a semi recent advancement over the course of the last like 500,000 years that, or whatever it is that, you know, like homo sapiens have kind of existed. Right. So the, Mm -hmm. the idea of the book is like, if you're able to uh, teach people a base 10, position-based number system, you could mm-hmm. potentially skip like a couple hundred thousand years of, <laughs> of just people farting around. Yeah. Just people farting around. yeah. And so, so it's, it, it's a lot of stuff like that where it's like, okay, so you've got your base 10 number system. Now let's do like a written writing system so you can oh. uh, convey ideas without needing to tell them to someone. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I guess you need uh, the, the foundation on that is language first. And then like mm-hmm. um, the scientific method is a fairly recent advancement too on the scale of humanity. It's just kind of interesting how you don't really think about a lot of these things from a fundamental. So, cause mm-hmm. this is like so basic to us. I mean, every kid knows yeah. how to count to 10, right? Right. But there was a time where that was like, a, I don't know about the zero thing. It seems yeah, like, like uh, <laughs> you know, and that really on the scale of, of humanity, the timeline of humanity is very recent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the book's just like filled with stuff like that. So it's like that, you know, the idea is like, how quickly can you bootstrap a civilization mm-hmm. without necessarily needing to know anything that complicated beyond things that you just already sort of understand. Hmm. Hmm. And then you just kind of let stuff, play out once you know you've got that sort of stuff cooking that's funny i um the name ring a bell and this is the same ryan north that did dinosaur comics you know the dinosaur comics that are always bouncing around and wrote some adventure time comics and also released an ios game with 10 man games back in the day called to be or not to be which was oh no shit oh wow the same ryan north i just verified that's kind um, of blowing my mind right now. Yeah, and it looks like he has a few other books that sound pretty interesting too. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's, sounds, he's got another book. That's just a cool exercise, like mind exercise. Yeah, about stuff like that. No, hundred percent. Because you know, it's like, uh, you know, when when you think like, fuck, if I had to like explain to a caveman like how to build a computer, it's like, well, you yeah. wouldn't really. <laughs> like, you would you'd you need to start yeah. with these like <laughs> fundamental basic things, mm-hmm. and then things could rapidly develop from there because you wouldn't mm-hmm. need to do the trial and error 
that took mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years to get to, right. you know, these, these different things. I mean, like, uh, you know, like basics of agriculture and like the basics of mm-hmm. antibiotics and stuff are not complicated concepts. They just took us like looking back forever at them. <laughs> to figure out, you know? Right. Right. So I don't know. Ex- extremely cool book. Um, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to getting through it and uh, checking out his how to take over the world book. That's like the mm-hmm. my number one Amazon recommendation now after I've spent so much time mm-hmm. with this. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Highly recommend. Well, that's very book. awesome. That's very awesome. Very good. Um, I uh, was going to talk about uh, Pocket City 2. Yeah. Did you play this? Are you playing let's it? Let's get into it. Um, you know, I've fucked around with it a little bit. I have mm-hmm. not super duper deep into it because it's just like mm-hmm. there's a lot to this game. It's right? a lot. And it is just... and it isn't. I don't know. It's very approachable. I feel like, you know, if you compared it to some of the crazier sims out there, but at the same time, for a mobile game, if you're not in the mood to kind of like learn a lot of systems, it does feel like a lot. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, my problem is like I come to the table a lot of baggage from like really enjoying SimCity, you know? Right. And I just like look at this not as like okay I I need I want I want to do everything all at once I know this is going to be really uh, yeah. involved and everything else and well I kind of like that um you know it it throws you into a starter city and it kind of guides you through the the beginning stuff and it it's it's linear so it's like build residential houses here not anywhere you want right here build mm-hmm. commercial here build it you know so it gets you started and it kind of forces you to build a certain way. And I'm kind of glad about that because um, that first city really becomes like your like test waters type city. And then you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, I feel comfortable. And now I want to start my own city from scratch and do it exactly how I want. Um, but you've already had that starter one under your belt. I think we've talked about before when you you play like 20 hours in RPG and you're kind of like, I wish I could start over and have the knowledge yeah. I have now. You, right. you kind of get to do that, um, which is cool. But yeah, it's really, really... It's very, very similar to the original, just with a lot more stuff, but similar in a sense that it's like really easy to pick up and play for like a few minutes or to like mess around with for like a really long stretch of time and um, really, really good touchscreen controls and stuff like that. Like it just feels good to lay out your stuff and uh, just really smart way to design a game that has a lot of complicated stuff going on and really simplify it for mobile. Um but then there's like the big, the big like key feature is like zooming in and running around the world in 3D. And um, that is like, it's a little janky, but it's like super fun at the same time. Like, I'm so glad it exists, but it's also something you can kind of safely ignore if you just want to play it as a city builder. And I think that's really smart too. Um, so if you want to zoom in and run around your city and solve crimes and stuff, you can do that. But uh, you don't necessarily like have to. And um I don't know. I just like that. I feel like 90% of the time I've been playing it as a city builder, but every once in a while I'm like, Oh, cool. I can go run around and drive around or whatever, but it just, it does feel like a little janky. It's not like a full Grand Theft Auto polished. Well, not the Grand Theft Auto is especially polished, but you know, it definitely feels like a little hack together type thing, yeah. um, which maybe it is, but, uh, have but you it's looked cool at the, it's definitely uh, the pocket city subreddit at all? I, d- I haven't no because I'm like sure people I have done cool so shit much if I do oh like extremely that. cool shit in this game yeah Which... yeah it's and it's it's cool that it just came out a couple weeks ago so it's like a, um I feel like got a lot of potential to grow from here um I was going to point out I'll link to this but we um 
we interviewed uh the uh pocket city guy it's like one guy and um he uh said some interesting things he's basically just like you know pocket city one like was beyond his expectations of success and is still selling well now and is still like his main source of income like that allowed him to stop and just that be his yeah, job that's, that's cool um which is pretty crazy and so one of one of our questions was sort of like dang this you've been working on this sequel for a couple of years and it looks like way better than the first or whatever but it's still just five bucks the original was just five bucks there's no free to play stuff or whatever like are you cool with that and he's sort of just like yeah i don't know the first one's five just felt right i'm just gonna roll with it it's not selling as well already as the first one but we'll see what happens and um i'm just sort of curious how this all plays out like if if you have expectations as someone like that that goes through an experience of having a game be way bigger than you ever imagined um and then expecting that maybe the sequel will do the same and if it doesn't yeah but um What's I don't know. It sounds like he's probably okay anyway. And it, th that sort of stuff is safer when you're one person too, where mm -hmm. it's just like, I can sell a lot fewer copies and still eat yeah. instead of having a team of 30 people to pay for or whatever. So, yeah, what's, what's tricky on mobile though, is that like people have been like trained into, uh, you know, like just getting updates forever. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting talking to, um, and this is forever ago. I don't know how they ended up solving this problem, but like, the the guys at Amanji, uh, Amanji Key, mm. actually about yeah. like, you know, Temple Run Two is like better than Temple Run One in like every way, yeah. and they were they yeah. were doing so many more content updates for it and everything else, mm. but like Temple One Run, Temple Run One was still being downloaded like just yeah. as much or some days as more than Temple Run Two. Yeah, and I think it, like entirely is because like people were like, oh, go download Temple Run, right, and that you just type Temple Run in the App Store and get the one yeah. that you know, the one that pops up and I don't know, it's, well, I think it, it, that falls into that same era of games that took off like crazy, but weren't prepared for it. Like even the original angry birds where it was like angry birds Two, offered so much more. And it was such a more like scalable, like engine and stuff like that. Like it was built to be added on to because you knew it was going to be a success. The original was not. And I think that the original Timber one was kind of the same where it was like, man, we have all these ideas and things to do, but the engine or, or the technology we used to build this originally limits us. And so we need to build this new one from scratch with the idea of we want to keep updating it forever. And then getting people to switch over to the new one is like the tricky part. So I so think you, Timber Run um, 2, I think is done okay, but yeah. Have you, have you done any of the, the collaborative stuff that you use the friend code stuff for? Because uh, like no, people I haven't dipped into like, any of that people on reddit will post like these really cool cities and then like their their friend id uh, mm -hmm. or the city id or whatever the uh yeah the you can like download is. people's cities and like explore them and stuff but cool. like when you i i have not been able to figure out like how you do that uh because no, i don't know i haven't gotten into that area when you when you try to join a city i've i don't know if like they need to actually like have their phone open and stuff and you're connecting to them directly and they don't have the app open you can't do it because no like, i don't think so i don't think it's like that um i don't know i'll have to investigate that further but because like i'm i'm trying some of these cool cities right now on the on yeah. subreddit and i'm not able to build is there one where city. all the buildings are dicks uh i'm sure there is but <laughs> i haven't found it yet um yeah. <laughs> uh anyway um pocket city 2 was uh our game of the week and then um we gave it five stars in our review i'll link to those things if you want to read them and i'll link to the interview because it's interesting to read the interview about that um but speaking of angry birds 
uh, did you see that Sega has bought Rovio for almost $800 million? Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that Sega had $800 million. Is that, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been, there's a lot of ways you can do these with like, you know, cash yeah. and stock and everything that's else. True. Like it could be a total value, but yeah. a low cash price. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's probably you know, just kind of weird. <laughs> it feels like the, uh, the people that are smarter than me that talk about this sort of thing are like, um, Oh, well this like gives them a, um, like a, a rapid fire entry into the world of mobile games or whatever. I'm like, Sega's been in mobile gaming since yeah. day one, really. So, and they've had a lot of successful mobile games. So I'm like, maybe this gives them like a, the ability to be like only mobile stuff. Rovio does all our mobile stuff or, or something. I don't know, but I, it doesn't seem like the side type of thing where like a traditionally console or PC company just buys a mobile company to have mobile stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that's kind of what it's being positioned as. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I guess uh, Sonic angry birds crossover that could be cool i love all the angry birds like animation stuff that they do yeah and i love all the sonic animation stuff that they do so i feel like it can make some cool things happen but i guess definitely i don't know what's surprising to me i think yeah it just it seemed like one of these things where i was like my 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 initial reaction to this was like okay but why like yeah why you know because like as you're saying you know, like sega you know i guess it would, this would have made way more sense to me if it was like Angry Birds just blew up. Sega didn't have yeah. a foothold in mobile at all. And the way yeah. that they got on mobile was via buying Rovio very early, right? But yeah, I don't know. Rovio as a company just seems a little strange to me because like I would, I mean, I'm sure that a truly absurd amount of people are still engaging with Angry Birds on a daily basis. And yeah, I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure it makes tons of money and everything else. But it, it does yeah. kind of feel like it's running on you know just momentum at this its own momentum at this point right like at yeah uh, at minimum it seems like they're maintaining you know like i yeah and and that's just my kind of vibe of kind of like the the brand image of rovio and all this stuff right like i don't know if yeah. it's uh, what's actually going on with them but that's true i don't follow it enough to know I, because i they if you go to their youtube channel and stuff it's like almost all cartoons and very little like game trailers and stuff mm. you know so i feel like they maybe have found a foothold with their animation stuff too it's possible that kind of grows grows that brand and gets people also into the games or, or whatever so yeah I don't know. but um, yeah it's just I, it's cool. strange to me how it was like you know rovio was like king of the world for the longest time and then just I don't know, kind of weren't anymore. And it's not like they seem like they really did anything wrong as much as just kind of like it's hard to be at the top forever, I guess, you know? I'm... I guess I think you just like saturated the market with Angry Birds everything and you were mm-hmm. like, I can't even go into Target without the whole Angry Birds section of like every clothing article you can think of and, yeah, you know, stuff like I that mean, just kind of wears you out. There was a time my uh, it was like three or four houses ago and I was living with friends my bathroom mm-hmm. was 100 percent angry birds <laughs> like shower curtain angry bird shower mats, curtain like, yeah 100 yeah thing. I, everything <laughs> it was like i went to uh I, I don't remember it was target or walmart and it was like here's the whole yeah. every piece of bathroom accessory you'd ever need in angry birds yeah. and i was like okay well <laughs> this would be silly let's do it well you felt that way about their games too where it was like oh angry birds is this worldwide sensation and then it mm-hmm. was like well, here's a spinoff. Here's a spinoff. Here's another spinoff. Here's another spinoff. And it's like, how many of these things can I care about? Um, it just feels like uh, 
when a, a local restaurant gets popular and expands and opens 30 locations and then yeah. they all shut down the next year because they just expanded too fast or something. The story uh, of Krispy Kreme. Yeah, the story of Krispy Kreme. I still there's still some kicking by me, but um they're very rare, it seems <laughs> at least at least in the Midwest and where I live yeah. now. Like it's uh we bad. saw Krispy Kreme on a road trip and stopped there and caught a fresh donut and I was like, damn, this is still really good. They are still really good. It's just like, I don't think you need like a 5,000 square foot restaurant <laughs> that only no. serves donuts. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Sega bought Rovio. Uh, we'll see what comes from that. Another news story I have. I'm being very mobile gaming on topic this episode. I hope you Hey, there's that. been a lot of cool shit going on. I, so. I did have a lot of stuff to talk about. So. Um, so Niantic and Capcom had a little thing and they announced a Monster Hunter pokemon go game well it's called monster hunter now but it's essentially pokemon go with monster hunter i was not able to sit in on this little zoom presentation but uh when they sent me an email for it like a month ago i was like it's gonna be a pokemon go with monster hunter and it was <laughs> so i called it um i have trouble getting excited for these things because it seems like they've released a lot of these and a lot of them have shut down and nothing's really captured the Pokemon Go popularity. And I don't yeah. necessarily see Monster Hunter being in that same realm. Like if Harry Potter can't pull it off, like or Minecraft. Going to, Minecraft, or Minecraft World or whatever it was called. And I just recently learned there's a Marvel one in soft launch that's like the same thing, but with Marvel superheroes. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. dude, I don't know, man. I don't think you you got it got another one of these in you but um anyway yeah, i'm curious what I the actual wrong. deal terms are for these different games like if it's like uh the monster hunter people came to niantic and were like how much do you want to make a monster hunter pokemon go we'll give you whatever you want and they're just like right. okay <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean totally um or this is something that's like been in the works since pokemon go blew up and now it's just finally coming around and they're sort of like well we made the thing. We got to release it, even if we're going to shut it down in a year. Maybe they just uh, keep greenlighting them because one of them will stick, right? Bound to stick. But, you know. but anyway, um, beta testing happens uh, next week. And I don't know when this thing's going to release, but I don't know. If you're interested in it, I'll post this story too. You can sign up for the beta stuff. I personally don't really care about it. Um, yeah last week or two weeks ago when we were last recorded i think right before we ended um Baldur's oh there was some dark alliance news. launched yes. yeah breaking news and um yeah that was kind of a surprise nobody really thought that this was coming um this was a ps2 game originally and um was kind of like console players version of diablo so like diablo is the hottest thing in the world around this time diablo 2 mm. i guess and um nobody on console had anything like that and so they kind of repurposed a baldur's gate game this is not a typical baldur's gate like the mainline games this is a very much action rpg hack and slash game just like diablo um but it's kind of like diablo light in more ways than one and I guess like at the time, if you didn't have a PC, that was good enough. And so this has like a people have kind of like revere this game because of playing it originally. But if you look at it in the here and now where there's no shortage of like really good Diablo games on any platform, Diablo like games, I should say, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a harder pill to swallow because it's not as good as an actual Diablo. 
but I think it's a cool thing. Like there's not a lot of stuff like this on mobile. It's a pay once uh, premium game. You know, I think there's Titan quest and then that's kind of it. Everything else is sort of free to play. So um, kind of might be worth checking out. Um, one of the bummer things they did was they dropped the price already <laughs> um, by 50%. So it launched at 10 bucks and then like a couple days later dropped to five. So all those early adopters got a little burned. It's been a while since there's been a good price burn on mobile. It used to be a daily thing. I but, um, am. I got burnt, Jared. Five. You know what I could have done with $5? I could have um, not gotten a Subway sandwich. Yeah, I could have got a, a three inch from Subway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So if you are even, if you had good memories of this on the PS2 and wanted on mobile, I think five bucks seems like an easy purchase. Um, if you just like this type of game and never played this one before, I still think you'll get your money's worth out of it. I think even at 10 bucks, it's, it's, there's just not a lot of options on mobile for stuff like this. Um, but Sean did a full review of it in his typical Sean style. So, I'll I mean, Diablo Immortal, up. right? I mean, Diablo Immortal's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's very popular and people seem to like it. And I see a lot of people that are hating on Diablo 4 beta talking about why can't it be more like Diablo Immortal? Which uh, I, think is hilarious. I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, I, I go in and out on Diablo Immortal every, every now and again. Like, I don't know. It's, um, I, I think I would enjoy it. I would I would be more into it if I knew more people that played it, like if my friend group were into it, you know, but like yeah, all my friends are like... I think it's like, built around a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like all my friends are like mega into like PC and console, like first person yeah. shooter gaming kind of stuff. And right. like, there's no reality that exists where I'd be like, guys, come on, let's all play mobile Diablo together. You know? like, <laughs> so I'll kind of play it for a few days and upgrade my guy a little bit, then fall off for a month or two yeah. and then go back to it. But I thought the Diablo beta was outstanding. Like I'm extremely excited totally. for Diablo four. Yeah. I haven't played it, so I can't comment, but um, I just have seen some musings, but as we know, well, uh, so people on the internet will go overboard sometimes. So I think they like the, to hate stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the level cap of the game when it's released is going to be like, I don't know, level 50 or 60 or something like that. And I think you mm -hmm. could only get to, uh, I think they only allowed you to get to like, level 20 or 25 or something like that in the beta right mm. so a lot yeah. of the griping was like oh it's so simplistic like i have so few uh, abilities and all that shit and it's yeah. Like, yeah dude you weren't able to get to max level like of course it was simplistic like you right were able to play the game for like three hours like why would you expect it to be this like extremely elaborate like spell rotation kind of thing and you know tweaking yeah, out your your build and all that stuff. i don't know it's really unreasonable which i guess is not these are games that are built to last for like at least a decade you know right I mean? so you're not going to blow through it during the beta <laughs> that's kind of funny actually um yeah. no i'll be i will hopefully i right now i've seen a couple people playing it on um actually mikhail pointed out to me that there is some people that have played it on steam deck but as of right now it's not like supposed to be steam deck supported or whatever and I don't know if they have plans or care to do anything with Steam Deck, which I feel like would be really silly. But um, if it works on Steam Deck, I'll play it when it comes out. If it doesn't, I won't. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so speaking of, speaking of uh, playing stuff on Steam Deck or not playing yeah. stuff on Steam Deck, I'm in this like really wacky uh, mindset with like this new Zelda game that's coming out in what? Uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. Three weeks? Less than that? May, May 12th or something? Yeah. 
four weeks. Um, Cause man, the videos of this, like the switch is so like, just uh, man, so out of date. Like it feels <laughs> I, like watching some of these videos where like the texture oh. resolution is just like uh -huh. so low yeah. and the, the draw distance detail is so low yeah that i'm just like so bummed that there's not a better way to play this game it, it and i've seen this like weird sentiment of a lot of people being like hey you know just buy it and then uh play it on the steam deck and an emulator and it'll probably look a hundred times better and probably i don't know yeah day one hd pack for... really bizarre to have people like saying like i don't know i guess the correct way to play this like brand new game that just came out is on an emulator that like you can run it at 4k if you want or like whatever else you know like i mean you're it's a it's coming out on a console that's almost a decade old so yeah well i guess that's high it's half a decade old but you know uh the technology is probably close to a dec decade old um it's just bonkers i do wish me because like if there was a new switch that was coming out with this it would be instant yeah. instant purchase you know if it was like hey guess what here's the switch to uh you can play the new zelda at 4k on your tv or 1080p 60 on the go i'm fucking done by the way the switch 2 is a thousand dollars done don't care oh well i'll, I'll, I'll spend that i don't know if i would spend <laughs> that but you know no it is silly um i don't know i'm looking forward to it but also not because i don't know that i'll play it even if i buy it like i'll buy it and play well, that day and then will i stick with it like i did the first one because i had a lot less going on the first time the, the mm, first zelda came around so fair enough um what's interesting is that like so so Lindsay loved the first zelda i mean she played the shit out of that on her switch like mm -hmm. has one of those games where it's like she's got like 300 hours in it right yeah um and it was like just ever so slightly uh the correct difficulty bordering on just a little too hard for her at certain parts like i think i beat mm -hmm. like she, she, i think i beat some of the bosses and stuff right um yeah. and that was you know totally fine but you know when she watched mm -hmm. the um the videos for this upcoming thing it's like uh the crafting stuff like the building vehicles and like she was like oh that looks too hard for me like that was her that so. was her exact yeah. response was like this looks real hard and i'm like oh man mm -hmm. like well I, I don't know the, but i don't know like how critical like doing that kind of crap is like do you yeah is that just like a fun subsystem that you can like choose to either engage with or not engage with like i don't know yeah is it yeah yeah i'm guessing it's going to be like required for certain like missions and stuff like that but beyond that they're just sticking that stuff in there for the people that want to think of crazy stuff to do just like in the first game and re repurpose those skills for things that nobody ever imagined which I think it's cool that Nintendo's catering to that sort of thing, but um, but I agree with you that it can get a little complex too. Um, I I I feel like for me, like the first Zelda was such a. I just loved exploring it. It felt like the best open world game I had played up to that point. Like I had had similar feelings about like Oblivion and stuff and Skyrim or yeah. whatever, but there was something about Zelda that felt like a real living, breathing world that existed, not just to be played as a video game, and um. There's something really cool about that where I'm, the majority of my hours were just like exploring and finding new things yeah. and seeing something in the distance and going to check it out or, or whatever. Um, and so like with this game, it's I'm curious, like how different is the world? You know what I mean? Not like I remember every square foot of the map in the first Zelda or anything like that. It's not like I'd be like, hey, I've been here before. But uh, 
you know, it, it, there is something to that to where it's like, is that wonder of exploring a new world like that going to be kind of gone because it's yeah. essentially taking place in the same map? I don't know. I think that um, the map's got to be different enough that it's like all new. I mean, like they could easily explain it with like, oh, you killed Ganon and created this huge fucking earthquake that like shifted everything around. Like, you know, that, that would be yeah. easy peasy. You like know? Fortnite does <laughs> every exactly. months or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I still am expecting, uh, I guess I will be surprised if this doesn't happen, if there's not like some weird swerve that they do where it's like, you're playing a Zelda this time around. Like it's not, I do. I, I a hundred percent think that, and maybe even more playable people because, um, oh yeah, they really make a point of having their, like a, you have a band of merry like adventurers with you to fight back Ganon or whatever. So it's sort of like, I kind of think you might be able to play as a bunch of those people. That'd be cool, cool if it was like a Lost Vikings kind of style thing where yes. it's like you have a sidekick or whatever and <laughs> yeah, who you yeah. take and it changes how you approach things. Like that seems yeah. pretty cool. I I haven't bought a full price day one game. I don't know the last time I would have. It would have had to be, I don't know. I can't even think of it. So it'll be interesting to see because I had been planning on buying this immediately. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, will I even play it? And yeah. do I want to spend 70 bucks to not play something? I that's the other thing, 70 bucks. Is, is yeah. this the first the first first party Nintendo game that launched at 70 bucks? Yeah, I think so, at least on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. So Yeah, I don't know. Not that it's not worth it. I mean, I get it. You know, the price of I'm sure it's gonna be amazing games is like, gone up or whatever. It's uh you know, all that stuff is kind of long overdue. I don't really I'm not mad at it, but damn, 70 bucks could buy a lot of Steam games on sale. <laughs> like I don't know. I just, I just know. <laughs> I know I'm going to be so annoyed by the performance of this game. That's not even going to be funny, probably, you know, probably. I don't know. We'll see. I my other plan had been to revisit Breath of the Wild at least a little bit um, ahead of time to kind of prep and sort of re- remember how the combat and stuff works or whatever. But um, I haven't got around to doing that yet. So if I don't get around to doing that by the time that this one comes out, I don't think I'll buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That kind of tells me I probably won't play the new one. But I also had envisioned like my kid that just turned four. I feel like he would enjoy playing through this together or watching or whatever. So maybe that was kind of my yeah. I want to dip into Breath of the Wild with him around and see if he is into, if he's it, into it or not. Yeah, because um, maybe that would be a good justification of of buying it and then being able to carve out time to play it. Be like, well, Junior really wants to play this so that's why you have kids right so you can like justify buying toys and things uh i guess so is that why i don't know No, the answer is you don't know why you have kids there is no (laughs) no good reason um moving back along to my on topic uh assortment of of stuff to talk about uh shovel knight pocket dungeon got announced for mobile it's coming out as part of netflix netflix did a big thing and announced a couple of mobile games uh, the other one is Oxen Free 2, which the original Oxen Free was pretty popular on mobile. So, um, glad to see that coming to. I actually think it's launching, um, day and date with the other versions. Yes. Yeah. There's, it does there's look gonna to be, be, uh, I feel like a ton of Netflix games this year because, like, they're, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when you look on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. it's like Netflix games specifically is hiring like fucking for every position you could even ever think of really like wow. like Lindsay's even saw like graphic design positions open there and i was like man wow. they're going nuts on this 
I mean, game initiative thing. It must be working out for them, or they're still just throwing money at it and hoping that it will. I feel like they got to be getting some kind of return on this because I mean, they can see how many people. A lot of people talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see um, somebody's learning, like, oh, I have a Netflix account and I have access to all these games with no like BS in them. Like, no bullshit. Exactly. Um, Cool. Yeah. I guess that could be a very appealing thing. And there's there's a lot of stuff that uh has launched with way less fanfare like they've had a whole bunch of like like you know puzzle games and other kind of stuff that like will tick a lot of people's boxes you know like even Mm -hmm. if you're just the kind of person where it's like i don't play a ton of stuff on my phone i just kind of like bejeweled kind of stuff like okay there's a game for you that what is i i sort of wonder if um that's like i mean we've speculated a lot like is apple arcade actually doing good or not i i sort of am leaning towards they are doing well and you just don't hear about it because it's people that don't make a big deal out of but yeah. they the people that well, especially people that have like apple one and exactly just like with how hard apple has pushed everyone into apple one like it's just like a, yeah. oh yeah i have this thing too well you i know? think there's a lot of parents out there that are like oh i have this whole library of games i can just hand off to my kid and no it's nothing mm-hmm. crazy yeah um which that's a that's a huge relief knowing that somebody's not gonna buy his smurf berries or whatever yeah um, i mean because god it's i feel like uh Barely a month goes by where I don't hear some story where it's like, oh, my fucking kid figured out how to <laughs> buy all this shit. Um, Parental controls, people, but nobody uses that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah the last, anyway, the last yeah. one I saw, someone um, like misunderstood how, and it's like on the front page of Reddit, you know, because everyone loves fucking shitting on Apple on Reddit, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it was it was like they, they were using family sharing and... Uh-huh. Um, but did not have the approved purchases on. And instead mm. the way that like this mom or dad or whoever the, whoever the parent was, uh, was dealing with this is by not giving the kid the, uh, actual, their account password. So when they bought something they had hand them the phone to type the password in and buy it and stuff uh-huh. like that. Right. Uh-huh. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know if Apple does like an amazing job of explaining like, well, no, this is how you actually want no. to set up, you know, the parental control right. stuff. You kind of got to know how it works yeah um and what happened was the kid probably just through like fucking brute force figured out that if you hit forgot password uh you can complete the app store purchase process by eventually just using the passcode on your device Mm. or reset your password using the password or like some something like that but because they didn't have the uh you know the uh approved purchases thing on and the kid Mm. figured out how to bypass the password it was like oh I just bought two thousand dollars worth of fucking Roblox bucks or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Well, I mean, yeah, that's that probably the fault of the way you were handling your situation there. But uh, like you said, like it's not super explicit on how to set this stuff up or whatever. But I mean, yeah. you can you can fully set it up so every time a family member wants to buy something or whatever, it tells you and you have to approve. Yeah. It and, and you know, to be fair, like Apple like really leans into the whole, like, Hey, you know, we book an appointment and we'll help you set all your stuff up. Like, you know, it's only free, like no big deal. But yeah. I think most people are like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I can figure this out. And then miss something like that. And yeah, yeah. you know, or just think that's... that why wouldn't that be a normal, uh, he's got to hand me the phone so I can put the password. He doesn't know my password. Yeah. So why? No, I mean, like you the know, explanation, there's was no com- reason you would right. think that there would be a way around that. Yeah. The explanation was completely reasonable. It was just like misunderstood how it worked. And yeah. Yeah. The result of that was a shitload of uh, Roblox bucks. Roblox. I don't know if he got his money back. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, Shovel Knight, Pocket Dungeon, 
Um, this was announced. There was a a big uh, shovel night, um, or yacht club games did like a digital event. <laughs> I want to say it was last year, but it might have been like a month ago. <laughs> Time means nothing to me, but they mm-hmm. they did like a their own little event thing. They've usually done one every year and um announced a ton of of uh shovel knight like spinoff games or whatever and immediately when i saw this one it's like a i don't know if it's dr mario i don't know what type of matching it is but it's like a matching game with all the shovel knight stuff in it um and like tons of like rpg systems and stuff Hmm. i was immediately like oh this has to be a mobile game right and it like wasn't announced for mobile at all and i'm like that's weird um so i'm not surprised at all to see this finally coming to mobile and i'm actually very happy about it and um i thought the same thing about shovel knight dig which was um nitrome's shovel knight game that did eventually come to mobile but i i i don't remember if that launched day and date with other platforms i think it actually did i think it was switch and mobile was all it was on for a while and i think it's on like pc and stuff now but um but yeah i just that just when they announced those games i was like those are both mobile games please be coming to mobile Mm-hmm. Um, and this one wasn't. I was like, why? <laughs> why do you not have a matching puzzle game come to mobile? But so now it is because of Netflix. Um, and that's cool. So I don't know. I love Shovel Knight everything. So I'm happy about that. But um, I also bring this up because Mikhail did a really good interview with um the marketing director for Yacht Club Games and um asked a bunch of uh interesting questions about stuff like how does pocket dungeon end up coming to mobile and working with Netflix and will shovel Knight Trevor treasure trove ever come to mobile, which is something I would love to see. Um, especially with how prevalent I feel like controllers are with, with iOS devices. Now, um, I feel like you gotta have shovel Knight on there, but, um, anyway, a good interview. I'll link to it in the show notes and, uh, worth reading through some interesting info there. And then, my last topic on topic topic to talk about this week <laughs> is that Super Meat Boy Forever launched. Did you know about that? Did you see? Oh, that? Uh, I didn't realize it already wasn't out years ago. <laughs> That's a good answer <laughs> because um, this was announced ten plus years ago, Jesus and um, I would have to do some digging, but I wish I could go back. Do you remember? Do you remember how hard Team Meat shit on mobile back when um, mobile was just starting to kind of get going in the early 2010s or whatever? Yeah, of course. Um, to the they point that the, they released about, like, the joke game. Pimples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had about. Pimple Popper and then they had, um, what was, they released Meat Boy, but it was like a game and watch style, like LCD game. And I wish I you could still download it and play it because it honestly wasn't bad or whatever, but it was like, it was like their like fuck you release of like oh you want me playing mobile well here you go and it's like a game and watch game and um yeah they were so down on it and we even me and brad interviewed them on a podcast back in the day asking them about that being like why are you talking shit about mobile and um you know they kind of were like oh no it's not that we you know kind of backpedal on a lot of their yeah. stuff but we're just um, pandering to the people like our game so okay yeah, cool. I, I guess. but um so yeah, so it was really funny when this was originally announced. I think it was 2013 or 14 or something like that. Um, when they first announced Super Meat Boy Forever, we looked at each other and were like, this is a mobile game. And they were like, it is not coming to mobile. This is definitely not a mobile game. Or actually, I think it was the other way around. I think it was, um, oh, I remember. It was announced as a mobile game 
and it never came out and then the switch came out and it yeah, suddenly resurfaced right. and it was like oh this is a switch game oh this is this won't be on mobile because we played it at pax one year and we're like oh okay so this is going to come to mobile too it was like oh no no this is a console game i don't know what you're talking yeah. about um and so we just like it's just funny i don't know this is a big full circle moment for me that this game is actually out um i didn't play it on any other platforms uh it did end up releasing on other platforms like a few years ago but um i don't know i liked the original super meat boy and i never really went beyond that but um playing this now that it's out on mobile and it's only a dollar which is kind of crazy it's super super good um it's really really fun like it, it makes me it makes me think of like um when a really good like matching game or some other like really oversaturated genre game on mobile comes out now and it's been long enough since there's been a good one like i can't remember the last really good like precision auto running platformer yeah. to come out but I, I feel like those words used to make me like nauseated like you know back in the day um but it's been long enough now that i'm just like oh man this is so perfect it's just like a two button game it works perfectly on the touch screen uh the levels are all like tuned super well which i it, another impressive feat is that it's all randomly generated but it's like different chunks so it's not like fully randomly generated it just uses a uh thousands of different chunks to put a level together and there's actually like a a, a level seed system so if we wanted to play the same set of levels we could use the same seed or whatever oh that's cool but um yeah it's just like a really strikingly well-made game um but anyway it's super fun i'm crazy jazzed on it and uh i guess i was just super cynical about it ever coming out anyway the so when I downloaded it, I was just like, let's see what this thing is all about. Shameful. But I was really surprised how much I'm liking it. So anyway, Super Meat Boy Forever is out. How about that? Um, published by Thunderful. I don't know if that's, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, kind of crazy. It's 20 bucks on other platforms and it's a dollar on mobile. I just I just downloaded it. I am downloading worth it. Worth the dollar. Say. I'll say it's, it's safely worth the dollar. <laughs> I don't want to get burnt. There, yeah, you know, Apple's rolling out new pricing that I can. You could price your app as low as I like could have got two games for that, like dollar. that. So yeah, I, I, I should have held out for the nineteen cent sale. <laughs> that's how that's how Android was for so long. I think like the cheapest you could be was like nine cents or something weird, and it was just like nine cents. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, buy Super Meat Boy forever. It's super good. The dollar. Um. That's all I have to talk about this week. What do you got? You got anything else before we? I, I got nothing. I, I need to. Go... It's like it's evening for you. Six oh seven p.m. Yeah, I need what to. Got? Uh, we got I got start this today. Facebook class action settlement money burn a hole in my pocket. I know. What are you going to go do? I'll buy gas. Yeah, buy more gas. Buy propane. How much do you spend in gas canisters? I mean, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a dozen gas cans I just in buy your gas. truck bed. I just yeah. buy gas. That's fine. You know it goes bad, right? You know that. I use fuel stabilizer, so it doesn't. Oh, you you were thinking ahead. How often do you go out on your boat that you burn through this much gas? Uh, a lot. Enough. A Enough. lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the boat gets like three miles per gallon, so that's crazy. Uh, uses a lot of gas. Wow. Huh. You got to get the Tesla needs a boat. Or just, or you get a fucking sailboat and, dude, not yeah, I guess that's true too. 
I was, we have friends here that have this really kick-ass sailboat and we spent all day fucking around with them on it. Um, and it was uh -huh. a lot of work, like managing sails and stuff. But I was like, afterwards, I was like, hey, how much gas? Because you use gas to basically like get out of the dock and then to dock back. Yeah. And, and otherwise you're under sail power. And um, I was like, hey, how much gas do we use? I mean, I don't have any concept for how often you fire up the engine or whatever. He's like, I don't know, like maybe a quarter of a gallon, if that. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's doing like a $200 day on my stupid boat. That's crazy. <laughs> so, Get some oars. God. Yeah. We just need a, a, well. a sail. <laughs> just get a sail. All right. Uh, let's wrap things up. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. And as always, if uh, you like what we do, you can uh, check us out on patreon.com forward slash touch arcade to throw a little support our way. And you can also do your Amazon shopping at toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. You can buy a Miu Mini for $90 right now and have it in like two days. I suggest doing that through our link and buy 10 if you want. Uh, cool. Also, we didn't Rachel get any emails in the last couple of weeks, but we like emails, podcast at toucharcade.com. And that's about it. So thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next time. See ya.